Hey, Tim. How's it going? Hey, it's going fantastic, I guess. It's going all right. I, I don't know how to feel about life because it's been so long since we talked about COVID. It's almost as if like we're getting to yeah. a new normal. Uh, it is. I know. We've just kind of accepted it. We are in a, we're frogs in a pot of water. We're nearing the boiling point and but we're feeling comfortable. I mean, feels fine. Feels nice. I like the boils. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the, the flush is going to be off our skin here in moments, but, uh, you know, right now we're feeling comfortable. So we're going to continue our series on the objectivist virtues. And this is an interesting one as well, because it's the one that COVID is actually preventing many people from being able to uh, pursue. And so that's yeah. productiveness. Um, and so it's interesting because in, in some sense, and, you know, some objectivists might not agree. This is one of the more important virtues. I don't know if I can, if there are more or less important, but productiveness, productiveness is basically called the center of moral life. And it's also directly in line with one of the fundamental values of purpose. So you are productive in order to pursue your purpose. Um, and so one thing to start, I mentioned at the end of the last episode on justice, how I mentioned two things about kind of the wider framing, how the first four virtues are all very much kind of part of the virtue of rationality, much more uh, explicitly, whereas these last two, productiveness and pride, are kind of like complementary, and they're, they focus on different aspects. And, and also, the three values of reason, purpose, self-esteem, they mirror these, the three virtues of rationality, productiveness, and pride. And the last thing I'll mention as a preamble is that this is also one of the ones similar to independence that the, like most people don't think of as a moral issue at all, right? Most people think product, productivity, productiveness, creation is amoral. It does nothing like people just do it. People work and it's not a moral good. Um, and it's because it's a very individualistic thing, right? The ones they like, honesty, integrity, justice, they view as about relationships. Um, whereas this is very much like, what do I produce? Um, so there's a lot to say about productiveness itself, but I'll kind of highlight the two, again, the intellectual and existential aspect of it. And so the existential aspect of productiveness is that the nature of human life is not the same as other animals. We actually reshape the world in the image of our values. We don't just live off of the world. We change the world so that we can live. And productiveness right. is the recognition of that very fact and saying, if you want to live a human life, a good life, you have to do that. You have to reshape the world in the image of your values. And the, the kind of intellectual aspect is to recognize that thinking is not an end in itself, um, that you need the material creation of values. And so that rationality is part of productiveness and productiveness is part of rationality. If you just think about things and never do it, that doesn't matter really. Yeah. And if you do things right. without thinking, that's not good either. And this actually yes. gets at the crux of the objectivist, uh, you know, the base of the objectivist view with respect to the not initiation of force principle um, and why it's such a bad thing, but that's maybe another discussion. Um, and so there's a few more other things to say, but basically the virtue of productiveness is saying that you should be ambitious. 
you should want to create. You should want to reshape the world in the image of your values. And that's good. It's good to be a billionaire. It's good to create value. And the more value that you create, the better your life will be. And you should always want to create value. It's not like, oh, I'm 65 now. I'll be a bum for 25 years and die, right? Yeah. It's in any realm. And it's, again, it's not just the idea of, it's not, it's not wealth creation. It's not how rich can you get. In a proper society, people get rich from creating value. And it's about pursuing the value grow, the value creation as an end, not the wealth uh, as an end. Um, and I had one other point, but I don't remember. So what are your initial thoughts? Yeah, no, I think that's, you know, the thing that stuck out to me was <clears throat> the idea of, you know, just coming up with ideas isn't productivity, right? Mm -hmm. And um, <clears throat> I, I would say that's, that's true about invention. For example, you could invent something in your head. You, you might draw plans for it. You might even draw a prototype. Uh, but that has limited value to you and the world unless you can get it to market, unless you can sell it, unless you can pr mass produce it or, or mm -hmm. something like that in a way that it benefits a lot of people. And so, um, you know, I, I, I just, it stuck out in my mind because quite often, um, this is exactly the problem with intellectual property. For example, it says that if you had come up with an idea, that idea belongs to you, only you are allowed to profit from that idea or mm. something like that. And, and it prohibits other people who are maybe capable of actually producing it and producing value from you utilizing that idea. So I, I just wanted to, to point that out. The other thing that, that mm -hmm. I, I remember uh, th that, comes to mind, I guess, is this idea that, um, that nature, that, that, that what we have to do is produce by interacting with nature, transforming nature, right? In other mm -hmm. words, uh, we often talk about resources, natural resources like oil or sunlight or whatever. And we say, well, that's a resource. And, and the crown, you know, the government of Canada lays claim to that resource in the ground. But I think you and I would agree that that's not a resource unless someone transforms it and makes right. it a resource. There has to be rationality, ingenuity, you know, uh, physical oil work that be, happens yeah. before that, be, that is actually useful. Sorry. Yeah. Oil used to be discarded because it was in the way of the salt mines, right? Like right. until someone could produce something with it, there's no inherent or intrinsic value in resources. Yeah. Um, humans have to create value. Um, and so yeah, I'll okay. just say, we'll, we'll, dif we'll disagree on the intellectual property, but that's another, uh, another longer discussion as well. Um, but one thing I want to highlight, the, th the thing I forgot that's in line with this. So yeah, it's, it's, you can't just think about that, that things, that's not productive and you need to create your ideas. And I think because the amount of people I know who just have all of these great ideas they claim and they never do anything because they don't think doing something is good. They just think, oh, some people do stuff, some people don't do stuff. And so many people talk about their ideas and they even find joy in their intelligence or in their ideas, but they don't actually enact them. And I'm very much, I've always been tended towards action, right? I, and, and I think it's, and I mean, I think Jordan Peterson emphasizes this as well, but it's also even in mental health you know, institutions. 
when you want to try and change yourself, you have to act. You have to act on your ideas and, and that's how you um, achieve your goals. But one thing, two things to highlight about the creation and the production aspect, it doesn't just have to be like, so let's say creating a book or a piece of art or even an intellectual paper, that's still production, right? The whole idea is that you can share this and spread it and it provides value. Whereas if it's just, so it's not that you have to be an inventor, right? There is an important role for scientists and these sorts of things. Yeah. But on the flip side, it's also productiveness recognizes that if you just sit at a job and do your job like any trained monkey, that's not productiveness, right? Mm. That's not creation. That's not engaging your mind, right? right. And so productiveness is creating value. Doing yes. just like what a trained monkey can do, that's not adding value to the company. You're just doing a job, right? And, and I think a lot of people feel that. But when you're in a job and you're trying to do it better, you're thinking, how can I be better? How can I do my job better? How can this company be better? That's the essence of production is that mindset, which I think is really important. And most people don't think of that at all. No, that's, that's a really good point. I mean, we have this um, employee mindset, right? This wage slave mindset set. And that, that comes, I think, largely out of public education and just culture in general. Um, you know, and, and it's, it shows up when people are worried about low paying immigrants or robots being able to replace them at work. And what they're really saying is, I just see myself as a robot, basically pulling levers and doing right. and obeying someone who above me, right? I'm not a productive individual. Whereas I think a productive individual would look at low wage uh, labor and robots and say, Oh, here's, here are something here's something I can employ to achieve a creative end right this person is willing to essentially act like a robot for money and mm -hmm. and, and and follow out my blueprint and that's a happy exchange I'll make and use utilize this this labor or this technology to produce something right and so to me when I see cheap robots coming on on the market uh, an AI improving I think man, how productive am I going to be able to be with this technology? Like, what are the new things I'm going to be able to create? What kind of value can I use to employ this technology to bring to the right. world? Uh, but I think most people look at it and, and feel threatened because all they do is see themselves as, um, you know, essentially trained monkey or, or uh, a robot of some type. Yeah, I mean, and there's many reasons they've been taught that that is good, if anything, but they don't see that like they don't see the creation of values as important, right? They're sort of, uh, and I mean, it's also, they're told what the values are, right? You know, any, most religions say, this is what's good, just do what's good. And it's not about creating what's good. Like there's no notion of adding value to the world. There's a set amount of value or there's these values and just get the ones you can. But there's not, there's not this kind of growth mindset. And I think like this is so important to objectivism and so important to why it's transformative because this is really the, I mentioned it's kind of like the central of morality and it's because this is the very process of life, right? Like life is yeah. production. Life is acting to gain values so you can live longer to gain values, right? And so this is like the fundamental essence of life. And it's so important because, you know, we'll talk about pride next time. But on the topic of self-esteem, self-esteem has two main components. I am 
able to live and I am worthy of living. And I am able to live is reflected in production. And you only feel you're able to live when you're creating value, when you're shaping your own world in your image, um, not when you're just making money, right? And so you only really get self-esteem when you actually think, I'm changing the world, I'm making the world better, not just I'm existing. And so it's yeah. really so, so central and so important. And I think honest people can really feel the difference. I know I did when you have a sense of purpose and you know you're creating yeah. values and you don't. Um, right. and, and so many people are terrified of admitting they don't. But this is the like central thing. Like purpose is the center of, of uh of life and it's not it doesn't have to be your ultimate value right like you can value your wife more than your job but your job is kind of your your purpose is what you what everything revolves around it's the kind of core um because that's what provides direction for everything else um yeah. and so and and so it's so it's so sad that people don't uh view production this way and creation this way yeah, I think, I think that's right. You know, um, yeah, people, like I said, like you say, they're, they're employees on one hand, you know, they never think as if they could be employers, like actually employ mm -hmm. means to, to a creative end or a productive end on their, their, um, from their perspective. And also, you know, I, I sympathize with this because until I almost died in a fire, I had this mindset of, what I need to do is just keep going to work, paying the bills, getting more and more things to engage in hedonism, right? I, I needed yeah. a boat. I needed this. I needed that. Uh, and, and that was what I was living for. It wasn't to produce. It was to consume, to get things and to mm -hmm. fill that empty void in me, right? And now it's about living a, a, a life of purpose and putting out in the world um, that which they might value and which I can produce and what, what I'm good at. And so I'm constantly thinking like that. Uh, now this brings me to this podcast. We were talking earlier about, you know, we need to market this podcast a bit more because mm -hmm. I think if you and I look in the mirror right now, we'll, we'll say, okay, we've been doing a lot of work, but maybe we haven't been producing right. as well as we could have. Right. We've been working at this podcast. Okay. We're getting better yeah. at it. We're maybe refining it. We're, we're testing different ideas. We're seeing what resonates with an audience. We're getting a better handle on that. And pretty soon we're going to have to bite the bullet here and say, okay, is this valuable to the world or not? Because right. if it is, if we've got a valuable product here, uh, we're keeping it hid under a bush. We need to get it out there and we need to start marketing it and spreading it far and wide. And maybe some, maybe it'll be picked up. Maybe it'll be valuable. Part of me is a little bit scared that it won't be valuable at all and that we've just kind of been spinning our wheels here and that we won't profit anything from this because that's how you can tell whether it's valuable or not if people are willing to somehow pay you money for, for putting this stuff well, out. So I, I have three things. So one, I, that, I hadn't thought of it in this like framework, but that's exactly what I was thinking because I've been my brain has very much been on, no, we have to actually pursue this a bit more. I'm looking at another podcast, starting another podcast as well. And it's like, no, I actually want to cut, like I want to actually be producing this and creating this, not just doing it, right? Um, right. But two things on what you said. One, um, you know, I'll, I'll re-quote something. We, we mentioned in a podcast a long time ago. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. 
So maybe your right. fear isn't that this will flop if we actually get it out there. Maybe this your fear is that you'll be put up and 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 people will look more people will look to you and you'll have to be more certain in your convictions to not yeah. or else you'll be worried about leading them astray. And the other thing is value. I'd say yes, long term, you have to recognize that if it's actually valuable, probably other people will value it and pay you for it. But there's no guarantee in the short term that that's true. So, you know, uh, for example, Howard Rourke takes 30 years to be a successful architect. And you and I, we will be talking about liberty for a long time before it's given the value in society it should be. But that doesn't mean it's not valuable. Right. And right. so this actually brings me back as well to one last major point about uh, productiveness as such is it actually has to be the uh, reshaping the world in the image of your values, not in the, mm. not just reshaping the world generally. Right. right? right and right. so the real, the best example is a character in the fountainhead named Gail Winand. And so spoiler alert, if you want to read that, but here's like a very successful newspaperman who, who purposely sold smut to get rich and get power over people. And, but it's not productive, no matter how much he creates, no matter how much wealth he accumulates, mm. it's not actually productive because it wasn't in the image of his values. He was purposely right. selling out his values to get money. So it's not actually productive in the objectivist view. Um, ah. It's not actually creation. Um, right. And so, and so the whole idea is you have to know your values and yeah. you have to be, I, you have to, uh, be ambitious. You have to want to create right. them. You have to, and it's, it's not, it, and so it's not just about recognizing them. It's about doing it right. Like you have to enact this. And the, the actual last thing I'll mention from my script here that I keep reviewing, cause I get OCD <laughs> if I don't mention all of it, um, is that it's also, this is the essence of what idealism is in the objectivist view of idealism, right? Idealism isn't head in the clouds, you know, what do I want to do? Idealism is what world can I create? How do I go about creating it? So idealism is practical and, and it's about implementation. So I think this podcast is a good example, right? We want to be idealists. We want the world to be this way, but we have to actually work at it. We can't just talk to each other and, oh, woe is us. The world's not the right way. We have to be productive and we have to put value out there and so people you could make the argument that we've only we've not actually been doing the existential part of it this is like you know talk like if we were just journaling this to each other or to ourselves like that's not productive and we've almost essentially been doing that right we put it up and stuff but we don't actually try and produce and create with it so it's something to think about and so it's like there's so many aspects i wanted to capture because for anyone listening like this is so important to life and it's so sad that most people don't think about it. And we'll talk about the parallels with pride when we do the last virtue, but the same way in, an, in a career, people feel like they don't have control and they can't create value and stuff like that. That's what reflects in their view of themselves, right? They don't think they can change their behavior. They don't think they can make an impact in the world. They don't think they can make an impact in themselves woe is me, let me just go with the flow of life. And it's very much that these are the two sides of, of two core pieces of, of self-esteem. And uh, yeah, I don't know, that, that's it. Now you can talk for a bit.
Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't know what else to say, but, but I, I guess the, the thing that stood out in that is the idea that um, we're not producing, we're not just meeting consumer demand, right? What, what right. we're trying to do is produce something um, that we value that we also think they'll value. So, mm -hmm. you know, like Henry Ford, I think once said, well, if I asked customers what they wanted, they would have wanted a faster horse. Yeah, right. I like that. I think of lot. Steve jobs and no one, no one would have thought about um, an iPhone or something like that, or putting all those things on there. But he's like, this is what the world needs. Even if they don't know it yet, even if they have no idea what it is, this is what they need. And this is what they're going to want. And um, you know, he, these people transform the world. And the other thing, um, that came to mind as we start talking about productivity is uh, Elon Musk, right? And Elon mm -hmm. Musk uh, just recently defied, uh, defied California orders and right. went and, and opened up his plant and, you know, basically went galt and said, I dare you to come arrest me. And right. they didn't arrest him. They blinked. So uh, he won. So productivity. So that, I mean, I think that's something admirable and he's, he's doing all sorts of things that, no one is, you know, coming to him and saying, uh, this is what we, we would like. He's just saying, I have a vision. I want to go to Mars. I want to create a private space, space fleet. I want to, mm -hmm. you know, create this uh, electric car, even though there's no real grid to support it yet. I, you know, all these things, he is transforming the world, uh, it, you know, in his image or according to his values and i think uh, right. i think there's something admirable about that for sure something to to learn in our own lives yeah and i think you know kind of the two aspects that come to mind i mentioned briefly the mental health aspect and it's very much in line with you know jordan peterson clean up your room and these sorts of things right like Elon Musk didn't bemoan the fact that there's no grid and that he can't you know change everything at once I mean, he's a very capable person, but he still thought, what can I do? What can I create? How can I make my world better? How can I add value to my world? And if everyone did that, you know, we wanted to focus on personal responsibility when we start the next season. If everyone did that, holy crap, what a world we'd live in. If everyone just created the value in their life that they could. Oh, my goodness. And the, yeah. the, other, the other important point is also this fundamental... Uh, ignor ignoring of productiveness is also, you know, a, a root error in the way people even look at economics, right? Like the whole idea that consumption is what drives things and that, oh, we can just shut down the whole economy. People don't have to produce and that's fine. Let alone the personal impacts of not production, of not producing. Like productivity is the core of life as such, right? Like that is what life consists of. So if I can't produce, I will die. If society can't produce, it will die. Um, and people don't think about either of those aspects. Um, yeah, I mean, my, my takeaway here is that uh, I, I need to get my, um, what, my purpose out there more. I, it, you know, I need to, to transform the world. I think, I think that quote from Miriam Williamson is right that, you know, our biggest fear isn't that we're inadequate, that that uh, we're powerful beyond measure. Uh, there's some truth to that, right? Because the fear is <clears throat> if I have to stand up there and be completely um, firm in my convictions and make the world move, uh, 
that's a big responsibility. That's a lot of heat that uh, I'm going to take, especially in today's world. And there's a fear in that. Um, so that's something I'm going to have to, I, I think, look at and think about a little bit, a uh, little bit more. Yeah. For me, like, I do think we should actually be productive with this podcast, right? Even though it's fun to just hang out with you once a week. Um, but it's interesting. I feel like I, for a short period of time, felt in the same trap as many people, right? I got a new job and I just took for granted that that job was all of the productive productiveness I would need or want. Um, and so I got complacent in my other values for, you know, quite a while. And it's only about a month and a half ago that a friend really challenged me. Why do you feel this way? And we thought about it long and hard and it's like, okay, I'm not producing values enough. And so it's very much back to, uh, uh, you know, I want to write some articles. I want to actually push and, and release this podcast and maybe other podcasts. And, and like, I want to, I want to be creating more value. And so I think, yeah, it's very easy when people get a job or have a job to just assume that it's conflated, like, oh, I must be productive now. Um, but uh, I, I very much have recognized that I'm at least not as productive as I need to be at my job. So I need to find that elsewhere in my life. Yeah, totally. All right. Thanks, Tim.